and welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all decide who has better taste. My name is Hugh Dempsey. I am joined in person, in the flesh. He's all he's all squidgies here for this now. <laughs> Rub him. Less of this flesh. Yeah. Sam Blakely. Hi, Sam. Hi, Hugh Dempsey. Hi, Sam Blakely. That's weird, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 You don't, do you have a middle name? I don't think you have a middle name, do you? No middle name. You're like, you're like a character out of a crime novel. <laughs> His name was Sam Blakely. No if, middle name. If I ever made it as a writer, I'd come up with a middle initial, though. You know, oh, that, what that would it be? It should be Sam E. Blakely. Yeah, E. Yeah, it's a good one. Sam E. Blakely, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I like that. That's what you should that's your crime, crime. Only if you write like... Let me get, I'll start writing. It has to be like action... Like Dean Koontz sinus like style <laughs> novels, you know. Maybe S. E. Blakely, and then I can be slightly more high high culture. Um, maybe, yeah. but then you'd have to write like was it magical realism or something? Um, and you're not yeah. Colombian, so <laughs> that is the qualifier. Generally, yeah. You're you're had, aren't you? I am. H- I'm H- H- yeah. H- I'm, I'm had. Yeah. yeah. Hugh Anthony Dempsey. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a burden, <laughs> and then. Because I got called Dempsey at school because people are fucking morons. Because <laughs> um, you went to a football school or something. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> people in Yorkshire can't pronounce the letter H, which is great fun. Let me tell you, listener. Um, I, and so everyone called me Dempsey. And then there was one lad who uh, decided to make, thought that Dempsey was too long and <laughs> thought he was hilarious by calling me DMC oh, a lot. God. Yeah, that, that annoyed me. Yeah, people are weird, aren't they? Yeah. I've, I've always been Sam. Yeah, just Sam. It's easy. Just Sam. It's already short for itself. Yeah, yeah. Or Blakers from Blakers Blake. never, never. <laughs> except for jokingly, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's 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 the game. I'm out of the way. Yeah, uh, let's answer. get into the film. <laughs> Tick. Yeah, yeah. You've been a good week. I mean, I only spoke to you like on Tuesday. I mean, so. yeah. Listen, it's not been that long since we recorded, so I've had a great. Two you're days? On, you're on, yeah, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, about four days, five days. You've, oh, is it as long as that, Craig? Yeah, it was Tuesday, wasn't it? So Wednesday, Thursday, Fair Friday. So this, this is five days. Stuff that they don't need to know. But they yeah, it's been a good yeah. five days. Behind, look behind the curtain. I've been on some holidays, so. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah that's it. You get six weeks now, isn't it? To, to spaff about. about really. Spaff about. <laughs> Into the cinema. I saw a little, little film called The Suicide Squad. More on that later. Oh, more on that later. Okay, well, we're not doing uh, The Suicide Squad mm. today. Uh, we're doing uh, 2006. Oh, is it 1999? Is it 2000? This it's was the dilemma. Well, yeah, well, it's set in 99. So <laughs> yeah. the film's set in 99, but it's the Leonardo DiCaprio film, Blood Diamond, which, um, yeah, it's a good film. I liked it. <laughs> I thought I'd recommend it. See you to next you. week. Yeah, that was it. There you go. Quick, quick and easy listening. No, so um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do for you, Sam? I'm gonna tell you why I like this film. Ooh, oh, before that, that well, though. I've got a couple more things to do. You know, what do I, what do yeah, I know about it? Well, in case you didn't like it, listen last week, I mean, why didn't you? But I mean, you just listened to this as a one-off. Sam, what, what, what did you know about this film? I only really knew it was Leo DiCaprio. I knew he had a South African accent set in Africa, and it's about diamonds. Um, I think I knew that it was. I want to say Jimon Hans. I'm going to go with Jimon. Jimon Honsu. If we did just a little bit of and research, if, if, if we could we're be wrong, sure of that. <laughs> yeah, if we're wrong, I'm very sorry. <laughs> and he is great. I've seen him in a few films yeah. recently. How many films have we watched with him in on this podcast? So Gladiator. Yeah. And one other. Uh, and this, obviously. And this, other, and this obviously. So what's the third? He's not really in it for long. I don't know. I think we've just talked we, about Guardians of the Galaxy and that sort of thing. No, I don't he know. was in it. It was uh, quite a recent film. He's not really a main character. I think it's his first film role. Huh. It was set in 1990, made in 1994 or 95? The Fugitive? No, he's not no, in that. I was going to say, right. No, that's the, the janitor. 
<laughs> so every film has either the janitor or Jim on Yeah, yeah. He's he's in it. You can see him. He's not like he's invisible, but he's not like a makeup or anything. He's just himself. But he's I, only a. I mean, I can't. Even you, as soon as I say, it, you're gonna know. Uh, I can't even think of what films we've done. It recently. begins with an S. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Stargate. Stargate. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. He's in Star. He's one of the Ra's guards. Interesting. Ra. 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 Guard. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the new Harrison Ford of our podcast? He could, he could be. He's <laughs> a prerequisite. Be. Yeah. He's in more films than you realise. He's great in this, I think, actually. But yeah. So, what did you know about the film? Sorry, that, that was it. That was literally. Oh, you just knew I, who I the actors were. Basically, in a South African accent. Knew the South, you know, and it's about diamond trade and so on. But yeah, yeah. Didn't even know Jennifer Connolly was in it. That was a nice surprise. Yeah, clearly, um, always a nice surprise, Jennifer Connolly. Yeah. Although she, she's, she, I always find her of an actress of varying quality films. Like something like this, she's she's in it. This is a good film, and she's great in it. And then have you ever seen? I think she's in the film. Uh, the Day the Earth Stood Still with Keanu Reeves. Right. That's a real bad film. <laughs> and she's in that as well, sadly. Right. And yeah, I think she's in that. I could be wrong though. I don't want to throw shade <laughs> on someone. It's just Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, which only came out like a couple of years, about three. No, it would have been about five years after this. Um, so, what I'm going to do for you, Sam? Synopsize. I'm going to give a brief briefest of synopsis it's worth reminding the listener we are completely spoilerific if you haven't seen Blood Diamond we're going to ruin it for you yes so give us the briefest of synopsis yes yeah. uh, so long story short that's what a synopsis is um, you've... well not when you do it <laughs> not when I do it no um, so, in the so first it's scene... set in 1999 in mm. Sierra Leone there's a civil war raging um, you're introduced to uh, Jamon Honsu's character Solomon um, Vandy. Uh, Vandy Vandy yeah Solomon Vandy and he's basically a family man fisherman and he's got big ambitions for his son to be a doctor He's got a wife and three kids, and basically the civil war comes to his village. Um, he's captured by the rebels, and his family escape. And then cut to you basically get Leonardo DiCaprio, who's a self-described soldier of fortune, and he's trying to smuggle um, diamonds out of uh, Sierra Leone. Gets caught at the border, ends up fight when he's in prison. Comes across Jamon Honsu, who. In the meantime, because he's been captured, he got sent to a diamond mine, finds this big diamond whilst he's at the mine, manages to hide it, and then he's... But one of the guards sees him hiding it, and he's called out on it, and the guard is then taken to prison because the, the, the National Army attack the, the mine, and essentially that's how Leonardo DiCaprio finds out about it. Essentially, the story of the film is Leonardo DiCaprio, Jamon Hunsu, they're trying to find this diamond and other forces are involved, like the rebels, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's, because he's like part of a, um, he's part of a unit of mercenaries that's run by um, um, Arnold Woslu of the Mummy fame. Who, um, <laughs> I was great. I didn't even realise it was oh, him. Oh yeah, that's who. That's who. Yeah, because yeah. he's got hair. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Connelly's character is a journalist who gets involved, who's t- writing about the conflict in Sierra Leone, and it's just basically goes. That's the setup. Is essentially. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's after some, a diamond. Jamon Honsu sees it as a way out for yeah. his family, and Jennifer Connelly sees it sort of as a story. And she's trying to highlight the the nature of these, you know, the eponymous blood diamonds. Good summary. Yeah, I try to be as quick as I can. But I when we're doing, it's a summary. It's not a it's not a complete synopsis. Some films that's, take that's, a bit more explaining than others. Yeah, because there's like essentially three main characters or two mm. and a bit main characters. So it's a uh, 
it's it's complicated, but it's actually quite a simple, just a hero's journey sort of film, isn't it? But it's a collision of of wants and needs, isn't it? And uh, yeah, at no point does Solomon Vandy want to tell Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, Archer no. where the diamond is because he'll just kill him. Basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of a lot of. Um, it's a very violent film as well, mm. I thought. I forgot how violent it actually was when I watched it uh, again uh, on a rewatch. I've seen it a couple of times before. I think, I think this is about the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. Right. Um, Do you want to tell us why you like it so much? Um, yeah, well, it's a, it's a good, it's good... First of all, it's just a good film. You know, these kind of, you know, hit protagonists have to go through danger to get something sort of film that can change their lives. It's always quite good if it's well kind of handled. Um... You know, if it if it was this, this is kind of one of those films. If it was if it was kind of directed by Steven Spielberg, it'd be like an adventure sort of Indiana Jones esque film. But because it's got a serious nature to it, it's kind of like almost like a, a political intrigue sort of. There's a there's a message behind this film. It's you know it, it it's not subtle, <laughs> and that might be one of the drawbacks to it. But it is a yeah, it's a, just a good film. Um, it's got great action in it you know it is tense you know um, it's got great performances like especially from Honsu he's really great in this I think I forgot how good he is because he's he's sort of he's the everyman sort of character in this he's the guy who sort of he's got everything to lose and nothing to gain by telling people where this diamond is in he's fact, got no horse in the race of the war and the rebels and all that stuff as no well. he's just a he's just a simple fisherman who is trying to escape from a bad situation, and he's and he is in an awful situation, quite frankly, because he's you know his his wife and child. It turns out as the film goes on. So basically, what happens is his wife and two of his children are taken to a refugee camp in Guinea, but his other son is captured also by the rebels and turned into a child soldier, which is kind of like the B plot to the film that you see this awful process of him being um, sort of. Uh, Transformed into a little child soldier, and the awful things he has to do, and yeah, and, there's, and that creates great tension towards the end of the film when he pulls a gun on his father. When his father finally finds him, like there's one bit where his father gets to him, finds him, tries because he's playing like cards with some other kids, and he tries to take him, and he doesn't recognise him. He's been that brainwashed. So that's that's a really like interesting subplot and uh, very compelling. Yet yeah, compelling is a great way to describe this film as well. Um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio... When was the last time you made a bad film? Unless you're going to be like, Blood Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> 2006, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, he makes good choices. I, quite, I mean, people don't seem to rate it that highly, but I like Gangs of New York as well. Same. Yeah. Um, it's a bit long, but I liked what Scorsese... Everyone likes... People prefer The Departed, but I like Gangs of New York as well. Both and I don't really think about The Departed... Have you seen it? Yeah, but around it's about great, the time. It's yeah, it's, there's so, only about you know, four years between them or something. Well, yeah, exactly. And they made they came out the same year as this. Maybe this might have been six. It might have been 2002. And I think The Part is maybe 2000. No, it's 2006. It's 2006, so, so it is four yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, so it might seem like a long time between doing two kind of gang films or crime <laughs> films sort of thing, but they're very different tonally, aren't they? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I was watching it last night thinking, oh... I'm going to have to listen to his, you know, his South African accent. But actually, it's not that annoying. It's just the fact that you know that that's not his accent. So it's just yeah. because it is distracting. When you hear Leo DiCaprio's voice come through, what was I watching? Um, oh, in fact, there's a film 
that we might do next week uh, where somebody's accent comes through once or twice uh, when, yeah. when they shout usually it's when people shout or yeah swear. yeah when shouting you can't it's hard but it's to quite a accent. subtle one it's not like he's doing uh, the South African accent the South African that everyone yeah, would do yeah. I was kind of taken aback by that it made me yeah. think that maybe there's more research I put mean, into it <laughs> I, I imagine that he might have worked with Arnold Wazaloo a lot on it because he's, his accent's not that strong either, and he's actually South African. Right. And okay. he's Afrikaner, so... Right. So he's... Um, yeah, it might not come through as Because much. I think I've probably heard uh, at least ten times as many English people doing a South African accent as I've heard actual people from South Africa doing, like, speaking naturally. So Fair my right. image of a South African accent is actually the parody version that most people right, parrot. See, and when you do a South African accent... You're actually parroting another person who's doing a South African accent yeah, for the last time. You know? Yeah, um, I always like a film kind of set in Africa. Generally, it's a very it's a very intriguing place, and I think and it's and it is one of the, it's like a character almost in this film at mm. times. Um, what else did I have to say about it? Um, I think that's pretty much all the good stuff that I like. Yeah, it was. There's, it's just a good film. I mean, sometimes you just a good film is a good film. It's hard to point why it's well directed, but not in your face direction. Um, the one thing I would say: how much do you think it cost them to make this? There's so many big action set pieces, and I know it was done in Mozambique, I believe, and South Africa, yeah. and South Africa. I mean, it must have been a lot because they had to set up a lot. It was a hundred million, was it? Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it would have been about fifty to sixty or something like that. I mean, maybe ten years earlier it might have been, but I think. They we'll must get, have had, like, you know, when they're crossing the bridge and so on. Have they, uh, I mean, ha, there's just so many sets that they destroy and so many cars and so much, you know. Yeah. CGI-wise, it's not, there doesn't seem to be that there's, much CGI. There's one you know? bit of CGI that's very obvious and that's when that helicopter attacks. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that was very dis, dis uh, 15 years is a long time in CGI. It is, it? isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so what I think you might not like about this film, and I'm, I'm a bit worried that you had this opinion, is um, you, you've always you've got this phrase that I quite like called boring man film. It's come up a lot. Yeah, yeah, bland yeah, boring man film. Yeah, you and there's two two phrases that I associate with you since we started doing this podcast. <laughs> is uh, it meet cute? Meet cute and boring man. <laughs> yeah, boring man film. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit worried that you might think it's a bit of a boring man film and a bit and it might be a bit too earnest and it might be a bit too. Um, you know, preachy, which it, it tends to be, I think, and it's and it is a plot line in the film that it's you know they're trying to root out the political sort of side of things with De Beers and all this, and um, you know saying that they get a lot of diamonds from conflict zones as a way to control the market, and there's a big like exposition dump. Um, the other thing I might worry about, which and I think you can say this after watching it again critically rather than just watching it for watching its sake. I kind of felt a little bit like your main character is actually Solomon, but Leonardo DiCaprio's Danny, who isn't a compelling character. He's a, you know, like he says, he calls himself a soldier of fortune. And, you know, he's kind of, he's, Leonardo DiCaprio isn't a big guy. He's not, he's not six foot three. He's not six foot wide, but there's a, there's a danger to this character. You feel that he could just snap at any second. I've just clicked my fingers into the mic. Sorry about that, <laughs> listeners. Um, and he, there's a point where he, um, he does a great th- uh, the, uh, something I love. You can always tell when a film's quite good, is when they explain something about a character without him saying what it is, and they use like metaphor 
or they you know they explain something else whilst saying something else mm. um, so for instance you sh- he shows his kind of ferocity when he's showing him talking about hunting uh, baboons yeah. and he's talking about how he hunts baboons and he's basically saying if you do that again and you escape I will find your face off your head <laughs> yeah and he does he does end up saying explicitly mm. but that implicit threat is brilliant I thought in that mm. scene and it was, I'd actually forgotten about it and yeah it was um I always like it when people explain what they're about and they show their character through, like the you know some. Should not tell. Yeah, yeah, but he's, like in, but he is tell. Well, it's no, it's almost. I don't know if it's should not tell because he he is he is telling the character something, but he's not he's not telling him. Look, you do that again because he could have just like you do that again and I'll fucking kill you. Hmm. What he does is he actually shows his skill. Right. He shows what he's capable of and he shows his level of threat. Um. But yeah, so that's a good thing about the film, which I probably should have mentioned in the good <laughs> bit. But something that's maybe bad is that character shouldn't. It feels a bit of like white savior sort of, like Jennifer Connelly literally is like you know the the liberal elite who comes to this conflict zone, and you're like, like this is awful, and like oh how can everyone do this to everyone? And they're like mm, that's just what's been happening for thousands of years here. You know this is that this is what happens here. Um, so I was worried that it was, the, it was a bit of white saviour and she mm. literally does save um, excuse me she literally does save Solomon and his family at the the end of the film essentially coming yeah flying in from New York yeah so I was worried there might be a bit of that and you might not enjoy that aspect of it um, and maybe it's a, it's a bit long I did notice it runs there probably is you could probably cut out 20 minutes of this film. It's and, 2 hours 30, isn't it? Yeah, and you probably wouldn't lose too much of it. Like, they go to that... Um, and it's it's an important scene to set, kind of... To show that not everyone in Africa is violent, but you could probably cut out the bit with the, the, the orphanage. Right. I know it's like a, it's a good contrast, but... You don't really need you, you get it. those in adventure films, a little, um, yeah. little re- retreat, little oasis away, you know, whether it's going to Hawkeye's mm. wife's house, Hawkeye's house, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. an Ultron, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Although I think that's important for that film. Where Or um, you could have cut out, like, them, um, you know, when they get attacked on the bus or when they're about, mm. when, they oh, cut, yeah. when they're on the bus and then they get off and all that. You could probably cut out that and just have them kind of meet that guy they could cut out half an hour of this film and you wouldn't notice it I would maybe argue um, but yeah other than that there's not a lot you can criticise it might not look it's not like a 10 out of 10 I can see that myself I don't know what it's missing to make it a 10 out of 10 maybe a bit more character development maybe from the, the villain of the piece which is the Colonel Co- Coetzee Coetzee I can't pronounce yeah. it, really, it's, it's, it I really struggle in the subtitles it's spelled Coetzee yeah and it, they, say they like, sort of say Coetzee Coetzee yeah, yeah. Um, yeah maybe he's missing in that in terms of actual real threat but anyway Sam that's what I thought about it what we're going to do now is we're going to have a quick break you're going to probably have a piss because almost certainly because yeah. that's what you always do when we break. <laughs> and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to see Sam's opinions on Blood Diamond. So join us after the break. Hello and welcome back to the second part of this week's episode. Of Please watch this. So Sam. 
as you like to always do, and you've shackled us to this now. Tell me, what did you like about Blood Diamond? Oh, was that my decision? That? <laughs> it kind of was, yeah. Because it's, it's like you start want, positive. But... Do you want to go back to more holistic stuff? I just... Just tell me. <laughs> I uh, I liked lots of the stuff. Lots of stuff about this. You, you know, like lots, of stuff. lots of the stuff and lots the things, of the stuff. Much of the components. Um, yeah, I mean performances. It's really hard to fault any of them. Really, John Hansu is is somebody that I'm realizing is always a safe pair of hands, and he he manages to play that stoic, um, that sort of chiselled stoicism really well, but. Yeah, just a really honourable man. Basically can't tell a lie as a character, but also in the performance you believe it. Um, the bad guys are bad guys and they've played really well. Is it David Harewood? I forget his first yeah, name. Yeah, David Harewood. Uh, MBE. Um, it, it, wonderful. I sort of, it took me a while to remember, oh, actually, yeah, God, that's David Harewood. The, yeah, uh, I didn't realise Charity goalkeeper. And, uh, you know, like... <laughs> He's in um, Homeland. In Homeland, yeah. yeah, and uh, very English. and really great actor and, and really conveys that really well it was I was trying to think of he's got presence he's got screen presence hasn't he yeah he's a really bad guy <laughs> the, this, the yeah. I, it really I, I couldn't place it but there's there's some there's a character like that perhaps in another film we've seen on the podcast or just generally who's just an awful slave owner basically um and Gert, Gertz something like that um in in Schindler's List could be that Amon. It was Amon. What um, Ray Fiennes? Yeah, Ray Fiennes' character. I mean, he is literally like. I mean, he's a re- he was a real life awful human being. Yeah. Uh, well, around. on that note, actually, I know this isn't necessarily part of my review. Is this real? Is this based on any factual? I mean, thing? the it's not. I mean, it's not. To my characters? knowledge, I mean, it would usually tell you, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, Amon Goth. Yeah, Amon Goth. Um, Obviously, the Sierra Leone conflict in 1999 was real. <laughs> yeah, so the diamond um, trade, the, all yeah, that stuff. It's, but these... it's kind of like, it's a constructed story based on actual sort of practice. and Right, because I was thinking, because there's a journalist character who is yeah. basically telling the story, I thought, oh, is this based on an yeah, article I kinda, in, a, I did, I did in Vital think Affairs that, magazine but, or whatever? Yeah, but I'm guessing there is a few... Um, I'm guessing there's a few like articles and sources it's drawn from, but I don't think it's one specific. I don't think the story's true, if that makes sense. That was, um, and I'm not don't necessarily want to rush to what I didn't like, but that was a bit of a concern when I thought, oh, one day if this is based on a true story, I look at the writers and it's just two white guys from America. And I'm not saying that two white guys from America can't tell this story, but I think there's a way of watching this film where you go, well, this is deeply offensive. To Africa, <laughs> it's you know it's it's drawing on every stereotype that I would lazily think of of Africa. Yeah, and I thought if this was written by an, an African person or somebody involved, you think the, your lack of is it the lack of authentic voice? Yeah, I mean, in fairness, um, Jamon Honsu is actually from Africa. He didn't write it though. No, it <laughs> doesn't. As I'm aware, no. and I know that the the writer and director did a lot of research. Um, He's but, from uh, Benin. In West Africa. Again, didn't didn't write it. But, you know, he did bring some authenticity to <laughs> but it. But he could say, like, that's not what would happen. I mean, True. you know, if you get, you're given, like, the co-lead on a on a big Hollywood budget, you do have some sort of... Input. Equally, you're offered a co-lead on a big Hollywood film. Yeah, you don't you, want to rust, you know, like, yeah, ruffle you feathers. You, you know, maybe. He wasn't the, the biggest actor in the world at the time. Yeah. So, no, I'm not saying that invalidates it, because it could be very true and so on, but there was just occasionally... Th- 
and they threw in good characters and it was like you said not all Africa's bad but it did kind of play into a lot of stereotypes and it, I thought there was a bit of stereotype I did feel like you would not want to go to Africa <laughs> yeah the tourist board must have hated it and so mm. uh, so a very brief digression a little story Stephen Fry wrote a book called Making History which is now an audio book you're obsessed finally, with Stephen Fry 20 years later it's finally how an have you book. managed to get a, a, an anecdote about Stephen Fry into the podcast well, when it's let me about explain. Africa so he got he got panned for making this novel by some because it's about uh, the Second World War and, and Jews and the Holocaust and all this sort of stuff by some um, uh, critics who said, well, you know, how can this Englishman talk about this sort of stuff? And he met the journalist who said, the critic who said that at a party and said, well, look, he explained that he is Jewish. And then in his next novel, the same critic um, started the started it with, uh, after his much misunderstood um, <laughs> previous novel, Making History. Mm-hmm. So the, the fact that they then found out he was Jewish changed their interpretation of is it an offensive book or not? And I don't think it's necessarily important that the person who wrote this is from Africa, but I just it did make me think because it's so negative. I felt a bit kind of like I is, wanted to hear is it, somebody. Is it negative or is it honest? Well, that's the problem. I, isn't I, it? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, exactly. I'm asking that question. That's why. That's why. If if I saw an article somewhere by somebody saying this is an evil film made by white people about white people saving black people from themselves because they're all inherently awful. I mean, mm. the, the the guy, the um, not the pastor, but the, the guy who runs the, the little resort. The little sanctuary. It's an orphanage, isn't it? It's an orphanage, yeah. But he's kind of like rehabilitating child yeah. soldiers for the most part. He... He, no, no, it might not have been his character. One character basically said, "Is there something wrong with us black people?" Oh, it was, that was that was Solomon. Was that it's, Solomon? It was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, he's like, "Oh, is there something in our black skin or something?" Yeah, something. and I think there's 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 if it was written by a, a black African, I would see that as being reflective and interesting. Whereas if it's written by white Americans, I sort of think, "Ooh, that's is that a good thing?" Kind of like in um, Boys in the Hood, uh, Fury. Um, What's his name? Fury. Furious Styles. Furious Styles. He says, you know, we. he's kind of like saying, obviously we've been, it's the white man's fault, all this stuff, but we've got to stop killing each other, basically. Yeah. That's more, that I saw as a complicated, interesting message because it's made by black Americans. When it's made by white Americans, when it's about the Afri- diamond trade in Africa and all that sort of stuff, and whether black people are inherently evil or something, I do think... There's this, yeah. But then I, I think one thing that's... You could argue and say that, well, yes, you're right, there is a lack of authentic voices. But part of this this picture, one half of that picture is actually, the reason these diamonds are so valuable is because white Westerners yeah. want them for their engagement That's rings. That's for their, true. You it, know, their future it, wives it, and all this. It, it, comp- it is a complicated enough way of looking at it. And, and the, the, the reason they're so valuable is because white people in places like Amsterdam are, are in fact... Um, you know, controlling the supply, yeah. therefore making the the more. I mean, he literally pays two million dollars for the that pink diamond. Yeah, at the end yeah. of the film. Yeah, which I don't know if you looked up how much it would be worth. I presume it would be I don't a know. lot more. I'm not sure. <laughs> so that would be quite. interesting. I'm guessing they did their research on price. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, it was just an interesting thought that I had. That I don't know if I'm comfortable enough with the film until I'm told by somebody with a lot of that voice a, that it's. Is worth. that a criticism of the film then for you? Only if it's not authentic, I think. But I can't speak to that so I found it hard to I'd find it hard to defend the film against somebody who knows better if that makes sense yeah. but that's on a more moral point not as a cinematic experience you know yeah. um, so going back to the qualities of the film um, 
kind of linked to that is I liked that they delved into the political and the money side of things. Right. So, um, in The Wire, they're, they're basically um, busting uh, drug deals, uh, you know, in, mm. in Baltimore. But one of the detectives said, well, let's start following the money. You know, you follow... The, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's basically, if you follow the money, there's no telling how far it's going to go. And mm. they get into the political systems and the media and yeah. all that stuff, the people who are benefiting, benefiting from that. And I do like, as much as it is a long film at two and a half hours... Did it feel long to, to you? It did in the sense that I paused it to go get a drink and it felt like, okay, this is we're getting to the final act now and there's about 55 minutes left. Right. Um, and it did feel long in that sense, but not in the sense that I wanted it to end, just right. in the sense that there's a lot to it. But I think in order to have such a wide-ranging focus, uh, you kind of have to give it some time. Yeah. You, know? um, you have to see all aspects of it um, yeah. from everyone's perspective fair enough fair enough so was it was it tense enough for you did you feel the tension I, t- I felt the tension um, there was a lot because the, you know people do die and it's yeah. a very brutal film there was a bit of a stormtrooper effect in shootouts because I'm like well we're about 40 minutes into this film there's no way any of these two or three are going to die so yeah. there was a sort of tension of wow that'd be a horrible situation to be in but at no point did I think either of them were going to be shot um, mortally yeah. in any of the earlier shootouts. Yeah, the only character that maybe you could have said had maybe had some any mortal danger until the end was maybe Jennifer Connelly's character because yeah. she's technically a support player. So yeah. you might be like, oh well, they could show real effect by killing her off, but exactly. obviously she's got plot armor because she's literally crucial to get Solomon's story out there. The fact that this film is made is presume is presumably based that on the fact that they survived. survived. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, these awful things. Especially when I was thinking this must be based on. The and they're story. very cynical about how this conflict in uh, Sierra Leone would be perceived in the rest of the world as well. It's yeah. like, oh, they'll talk about it in between sports and weather or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And uh, no one gives a toss anymore, as the guy says, you know. And, yeah. um, and, it, and that is a really fascinating aspect of it because, again, based on the stereotypes and things, uh, as the, I can't remember, the, the, the guy who's driving gets blown up says, you know, it's uh, it's always the same thing. Government bad, rebels worse. Yeah. And, yeah. There's... Um, and then, uh, interesting from like our point of view, actually, because we obviously we were alive in ninety nine. You know, when you think of like you know wars or whatever in nineteen ninety nine, you don't think Sierra Leone, do you? you think Kosovo, Bosnia, and mm. all that sort of stuff. That's the one that's kind of prominent in your mind if you either of them are prominent at all. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, where you know you have to go, oh yeah, of course there was that conflict in Sierra Leone. Yeah, but it always feels like from a lazy stereotypical point of view. Africa has got some sort of civil war going on with some rebels and some warlords. And I mean, there's probably one going on now as we speak. That somebody's been funded think, by some awful <laughs> England or USA. Is it the Congo or the Democratic Republic of Congo has got like issues at the minute? Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I could. I'm pretty good at a map of Africa and telling you what the countries are. Really right, don't know I what see, happens in um, those countries. So, anything that the positives about the film? Uh, I think those are the key ones, but again, it was it's really well made. There's no kind of like there's no slack in it, is, is there? There's no slack. You, the, I don't. I just. It's very convincing. Yeah, it's um, compelling, isn't it? It's compelling. I've said that three times now. Yeah, <laughs> but and the what about the B plot with the son? I thought that was really fascinating because it's great, isn't it? It's it, it must happen all the time, and that's how you do it. I, I thought it was really fascinating when they blindfolded him and made him kill somebody. Yeah. There's an element of. Um, he's committed now to yeah. that cause because well you killed somebody for it so it must mean something to you and, and like you say it was really fascinating when he called his dad a traitor and a fisherman and, and was yeah. completely indoctrinated in what must be a very short amount of time We're talking weeks at most aren't we yeah the, yeah I think the film's set over a couple of weeks because 
Solomon finds a job, doesn't he, in uh, Freetown? Yeah, and I don't, I don't think he's in that prison for very long. No, but, you know, I think they're in that for a couple of few like overnights. Yeah, basically long but enough them but, to meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe even a few days because um, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio's character has a chance to go back to South Africa, mm. meet with Waterloo, and then go back to Sierra Leone. True. It's amazing how he gets back into this country that's meant to be, you know, riven with <laughs> uh, conflict and, you know, civil war. And he's just like, he can't smuggle a few diamonds of the border into, I can't remember what country it was he was trying to get into, Guinea, I think he's Liberia. trying Liberia. Yeah, Liberia, Liberia, right, yeah. That was an interesting uh, scene. But yeah, I thought, to echo what you said as well about the character, Danny, Danny Archer? Yeah. Danny, um, the show don't tell aspect, he's not a good guy. No, he's a prick, isn't he? This is a really I mean, bad... Br- he's a brutal murderer He, as he well. was planning on killing Solomon as soon as he got the diamond. Yeah, there was kind Until of... Until very late on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know at what point... I mean, you could argue that even after he gets the diamond. Yeah, the, the pilot says, lose him, lose them. Yeah, and he, he doesn't just, say no. No, exactly. And he's uh, maybe until... He's he actually been, to be fair, he doesn't say yes. No, so I think he's, 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 he's struggling with doubt. his own decisions. He's yeah. got the doubt by that point. I, but I he's do, not a good man. If, if we're going to talk a little criticism that I noticed on this film... Um, was I felt it kind of almost suffered f- it, I, for some reason Leonardo DiCaprio likes to die in films where he doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to die in the film like I thought oh well that, he's, he's just grazed his chest like it, maybe it's hit an artery or something but I think it's his lung yeah he seems to be like and he doesn't attempt to like like bandage it or anything he just is like I'm shot now I'm going to die yeah and I, that, that it's a film thing that isn't it but you know it's probably quite hard to walk 10 kilometres uphill yeah I'm not <laughs> saying it's not I'm not saying it's not especially when you can't <laughs> breathe but yeah and even uh, Solomon's like I'll, I'll carry you and he's like nah fuck it yeah. <laughs> I think he's just in pain wasn't yeah, he yeah I think I, I didn't like that I must admit set on repeat viewing because it was it seemed a bit arbitrary that it did a little bit because it's so close to the end of the film which was why I thought this must be based on a true story and that's a real yeah, person yeah. Um, but equally um, did it it's bother, not be, there's not going to be a it, sequel I mean, did, so, no, did it, you know it can die yeah did it bother you when you were watching it or is it just now I've mentioned well it? actually no I think it, no it didn't at all and I think it's to the, no, and the it, film's credit because actually it meant that he that Solomon could get away there was no worry that Danny was going to kill him and that Danny right. got to just appreciate that moment and yeah you got to have that call um as He's, well with maddie you know and he says i'm right where i'm supposed to be so yeah. Think, yeah. yeah 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 and he kind of his fate ultimately is tied to africa isn't it and yeah because you don't need to him, see him at a suit at the conference at the end or whatever yeah. like him escaping know. almost felt wrong yeah <laughs> thematically <laughs> yeah, in terms of his yeah. character development which you know did you buy the relationship potential relationship between him and maddie i didn't give a shit about that did you know i was kind of like okay so you've got two good looking people here yeah you're gonna make them <laughs> and which is again which was thought if this is a real story the journalist probably would have fallen in love with the guy and, and talked about that but if it's not based on any real people then yeah it felt like well it's this hollywood so we need to yeah like i can see kiss, that you know? yeah and they, they don't even kiss, do they? Not on screen, but they definitely bang off screen. <laughs> there's, there's the inference, the inference is there, yeah, isn't it? Although I read on IMDb that it says that actually Danny might have HIV. Oh, when he says that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been told that, that before. before. Yeah, yeah and true. there's little inferences throughout the entire film that he might, because obviously it doesn't show them kissing or anything or mm. sleeping together, which, you know, it's not, you know, the amount of violence that are in, is in this film, a little rumble in the <laughs> It wouldn't jungle, affect the rating. <laughs> you know, a little roll around in the jungle wouldn't make a difference, no. would it? Yeah. Um, so do you have any, other than the criticism you mentioned, do you have mm. any true criticisms? Um, that's basically it. So that it? yeah, it's a bit potentially... 
What, unauthentic and the Stormtrooper effect. What about its preachy nature? Did that get under your skin after a while or was it that you're just like, that's what this film's about? I and it's appreciated it because it made its case strongly enough and it's a pretty important issue. So I didn't feel like they were telling me something that I didn't want to hear or okay. couldn't stomach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Fair enough, fair enough. I do, I do like the fact that this is all over diamonds and there's this little scene where they're walking through that village that's been attacked and the old man just goes... You know, help us if they find oil or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Because they make the point several oh, times. Was, oh, yeah, it says, I hope they don't find oil because then yeah. they would be in trouble. Exactly. Then they said that in those conferences, you know, as soon as there's, uh, they find valuable resources in Africa, local people die. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to do favourite scenes, lines, and shots now. Let's crack into it, yeah. So, what was your favourite scene of this film? It was really, really tricky to find. I've, I've got three noted down and I'm just going to make up my mind now. I. Uh, go, on. go on. You tell us yours, and then I'll. No, think. you're the the other recommended. Okay. So it's your, your oh, there's so many. I'll, I'll go for. You can give us all three if you like. I'll go. We for, used to do that. So true. When they're digging up the diamond towards the end, there's oh. little subtle communication between Danny Archer and, and Solomon Vandy, mm. um, without explaining what the plan is. Mm. But it's just. I just thought it was really well written and really well acted. That there's just little right. little glances and little the, the non-verbal communication. Don't find it right now. We're going to kill these guys. You right, know, yeah, the yeah. non-verbal communication. That bit's really tense as well, isn't it? Yeah, because I wasn't sure what they were going to do. Because it's like they've got four guns and yeah, like Wazaloo never it never made sense why he'd be like, "Oh, we don't need you. We're going to kill you. Why would you kill them? Just leave them. They they, they, they they fucked you about for a bit. There's no need to kill. Somebody. Well, it's witnesses, isn't it? I suppose. To what? There's no crime technically. Well, I, I, in the moment, it seemed like he would kill them. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed, that did, to me, it did seem a bit like um, sort of action for, uh, sorry, well, uh, he, threat for threats. TIA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you, so my favourite scene, I uh, upon watching this again, I really enjoyed that battle that they have at uh, Freetown. Not enjoyed, but that, <laughs> that's the wrong word. Got a kick out of <laughs> Yeah, I've seen people die. Yeah. No, I enjoyed the it's just a very tense scene and they feel the threat and there's all these it's and they get stuck in the middle between mm, the, yeah. the government and the rebels and the, the government's not bothered who it shoots it's just shooting anything yeah I don't care who's down there kill them all yeah and yeah. they still but they still lose because the rebels have RPGs and <laughs> yeah. sat, the city's sacked essentially isn't it that guy at the the um the bar who's like where would I go and you're like not to be killed <laughs> like he should have left like yeah. I don't get why he doesn't leave. like imagine that you're in you, your last night on earth and you end up working yeah <laughs> essentially yeah. I would be very upset um yeah I just thought that was a really dramatic scene mm. I thought a really insightful scene was when they are um sort of under gun under gunpoint at gunpoint, at in, gunpoint. At, to the militiamen on the way to the orphanage and Maddie just completely disarms them by oh, taking the, their photo. They're the um, yeah, the, the the local militia. Yeah, yeah, the local. Yeah, I, the I thought that was really shooting. really smart and yeah, and just taps into something very human. Uh, yeah, you know, can I put you in my magazine? Can I pick take your photo? Yeah, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very disarming. Yeah, it is a good scene that actually. Um, any other favourite scenes? Loads, loads and loads. I think one of the oh, one like that's, one of the one that stands out is when Solomon Vandy's in prison and Captain Poison is shouting at him. You know, I know you've got the diamond on you, and he's like, "Oh, and he strips down." Uh, what it, else? Just... What is? I can't remember what he says, but something like, "I have nothing left." Or you yeah, know. oh yeah, and he's like, "You've taken everything from me." Yeah, yeah, that is really powerful. He's very good at 
emotional screaming and shouting isn't yeah, he yeah he really taps into something quite uh, this sounds really racist but really primal you know he's got that he's got that ferocity yeah, like that yeah, yeah. which is yeah. would, you, would you lack intelligence if you're playing football <laughs> Sam is that what you're trying to say um, yes, yeah yeah and the, the, another good scene is when he finds his family at the refugee camp yeah and he's and to like, be so close and they would shoot him right there for just for shouting yeah and saying let him out yeah. and, and almost understandably from their point of view like yeah well there's rebels in here so we don't want to let people out but yeah obviously what threat is a, a woman and her two young children and a baby maybe they're the maybe Perhaps. they're the ones the rebels would target them I mean the rebel I mean babies famous for AKs. baby soldiers yeah baby soldiers yeah <laughs> toddling around with AKs dangerous you shouldn't give children small children AKs 47s um, okay favourite line Lines. Again, quite a lot. Uh, let me choose one. For, I mean, TIA. It, it does stand Africa out. Is, is like a, quite out, an iconic thing. But again, is that the worst, most worst offender when it comes to it's written by some white Americans? Perhaps. Is that actually a thing that people say in Africa? I don't know. I, I hope it is. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar. No. Um, mine was. I didn't have that many for this film actually, but there are some good. There are some good ones. Mm. But I didn't, I didn't go through like the quotes methodically to see what I really. But I really do like the joke that Danny says where he just goes off the record. I like to get kissed before I get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was my. F- He's I, quite savvy, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you like you, you hear his backstory about how he's orphaned awfully, and then he's sent to South Africa, and then he's sent to Angola. Yeah, and you know it's oftentimes. The best soldiers aren't the aren't the biggest or the the, the most mechanically gifted. So it's, mm. it's the smartest. Yeah, and he's clearly very smart. He survives. He's very streetwise, isn't he? And I, and I think there's an element there where, but he's ruthless, isn't he? As he's well. ruthless, but you you come to understand him. You know, when he's talking to Maddie yeah. almost by candlelight, and uh, you know, he's he's basically explaining that backstory. You do go, well, yeah, that, I I can see why you're a drug smuggler. I don't see you as an inherently bad person because yeah. of you know. I, I mean, I do buy the the kind of the the, the romance sort of emotional connection that those two build, and mm. it, and I feel like it almost steals away from. This was like a criticism, but it almost does steal away from sort of Solomon's sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't, you don't need this subplot of this. No, two. you don't. And because, again, because she's a woman, he's a man, they're good looking. Yeah. It almost makes her seem less strong because I really like her character as being this really strong going to these war zones and doing good. Yeah, she's. But that she kind of gets a bit soppy about a man is a bit disappointing almost. Yeah, apparently there was some, um, there's some inference that. The tear she sheds at the end when she's on the phone to him in South Africa, I think she's in South Africa mm. or wherever she is, is actually CGI'd in. Really? Yeah. And I and I looked at it last night, and it is. You can tell it looks so fake, and it made me laugh, and I laughed so hard. Um, so my favourite line I've done, and I did also like TIA. Yeah, and I think the, the one that I mentioned earlier that was really, and you mentioned his ferocity when he says, you risk my life like that again and I'll peel your face back off your yeah. head. You understand? That was a real, that was that was great. And then just from a, uh, just a little jerky moment, Danny Archer, so you're a fisherman, huh? What do you catch mostly? Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just like, it was, it, was, it was at the start of a scene and it was just like a little throwaway joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed that one. Um, favorite shot then? Favorite shot it is a well shot um, film, but I think the the one that stands out is Archer dying uh, when he says, "I am where." Oh, the where, where it cuts back and you see him. It's almost like an oil painting, you know. It's really yeah, really yeah. I mean, yeah, Africa is such a stunningly beautiful continent, isn't it? Mm. Let's face it, yeah. especially in that sort of sub-Saharan 
area. Uh, mine actually was the bit when Solomon's fighting uh, D- uh, David, David Harewood. Oh, the- and he comes out of the water and he's the water's dripping out and he yeah. just screams yeah. at him. Yeah. That was so affecting and he just looks... Like, primal is the kind of the right word, and it, I don't think you're being racist to say that. No, of course not. It's just got I connotations. Think it does have connotations. Yeah. You're right, but yeah. he's he's a very emotional character generally in yeah. this film, understandably because of what's happened to him. Where everyone else is, I mean, Jennifer Connelly's character is quite emotional in this film, I think as well. Yeah. Um, right, Sam. Well, that's that's that for this part. Yes. We're gonna have another quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna do the critics, your rating, a quick quiz, and then we're gonna find out what we're gonna do next week. Marvelous. Let's go for a break. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Please Watch This podcast. That's what me and Sam do uh, with our free time. <laughs> for we, no benefit. For no monetary or social benefit. Nothing. It's not bad. It's bad for the ego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, Sam, we're going to do critics. Now, mm. weirdly, there's no Roger Ebert this week. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I looked to try and find his review, but uh, it wasn't forthcoming. Yeah. I was surprised. What Maybe. was he thinking, having a week mm. off? I know. So I got a couple. I got one good and one sort of bad. Right. But okay. cynical more than bad. Right. Uh, this one's quite long. This is by Philip French in The Guardian. Uh, so Danny a ruthless killer as the revolutionaries represent cynicism um, shallow realism and the instinct and skill to survive gentle idealistic Solomon stands for hope peaceful resolution the warmth of family life his ambition to see his son become a doctor Maddie is there to be instructed to have her liberal uh, pieties tested and to be one of the agencies through which Danny is redeemed She's the audience for a lecture from Danny on the hopeless state of the continent and is introduced to the expression TIA as the newcomer to the platoon in Savit Private Ryan is taught the acronym FUBAR. <laughs> it means this is Africa, said with a resigned shrug, excusing everything, explaining nothing. But the film has a romantic aspect and Zwick and his screenwriter, Charles Leavitt, are eager to show that Danny is as bound to Africa as Solomon is. In addition to the blood-tainted diamond, there is another symbol in the identification of blood with the continent's red soil. Danny's mentor, a mercenary colonel, uses this image of rootedness in a chat they have in South African vineyard. And the payoff comes when blood and soil are mingled in a final scene that recalls the end of Hemingway's for whom the bells tolls so he, he likes positive yeah. yeah he says you know it was and that is you know you, that's a very striking shot as well uh, when they mix the blood together mm. um, I, there's actually something that something I would say as well with this film is because they make Danny a South African character rather than American or mm. European even though he's of Europe even though he is European descent probably through Rhodesian <laughs> Zimbabwe Rhodesian <laughs> yeah as he's keen to point out you know, he's as much sort of in this milieu of Africanness mm. as you know, you know, quote unquote native Africans. Mm. He is native African. He's just yeah. white, <laughs> yeah. essentially. And he's, you know, his his life has been shaped by the continent as well, yeah. as much as you know Solomon's has and stuff like that. So it's he's very much not standing outside of it say like um, Maddie is yeah. very much in the mud of the red soil so to speak yeah um, so I got another uh, another review from Manola Dargis in the New York Times he was a bit more cynical 
the makers of Blood Diamond, an exceptionally foolish thriller starring a most excellent Leonardo DiCaprio, want you to know that there may be blood on your hands, specifically your wedding finger. The story involves so-called conflict diamonds, illicitly mined stones that have been used to finance some of the most vicious wars in Africa. If films were judged solely by their good intentions, this one... Uh, this would be best in show. Instead, uh, gilded in the money and dripping with sanctimony, confused and mindless contra- mindlessly contradictory, the film is a textbook example of how easily commercialism can trump do-goodism, particularly in Hollywood. So Interesting. And I think, I don't think it was him, I think Peter French mentioned that at the time this was made, that he tells the old joke of, um, sort of, you know, two filmmakers go to the top of a go to the top of a dune, and they're both making different epics about Africa at the same time. You know, <laughs> one in one wadi and the other in the other wadi, the Sahara Desert. And he kind of says that there's a lot of this around this period because you had the Constant Gardener, you had uh, Hotel Rwanda, which I think came out after this. You had mm. um, obviously Blood Diamond uh, and The Last King of Scotland. All four films, yeah, all mid two thousands kind of yeah, thing. all yeah. came out around the same time that were about. Africa <laughs> you know and it's sort of it was the zeitgeist it felt as if they were saying and that kind of Hollywood cynicism that comes along with it and I, I, I can see that the point of view what do you mm. think yeah a little, I suppose so and it is it's, you know this is writers who were influenced by what's happened in the previous 10 years you know Rwanda's 94 this was obviously 90s as well mm. there was a much <sighs> years I wonder if it's just this is just good subject matter for interesting film you know yeah and all those films are all very different in a way because I think The Constant Garden is about his wife gets killed and he's trying to find a body or something like that I can't remember I don't remember liking it that much (laughs) I think Babel as well came out around this time yeah that's true yeah Um, right well Sam that's what the critics thought but the real critic the only critic I care about (laughs) is your rating out of 10 so how many brews out of 10 (laughs) would you give this film I agonised about this I found it very difficult and I've landed on 8.5 I can see that yeah. mm. I would I would agree with you yeah uh, I sort of when in when I was swept up in the film I thought this is a 9 on reflection that's a very high score mm. it's 8.5 it's one of those I can't I can't tell you why it's not a 10 mm. but I just know it's not yeah yeah and it's yeah, a feeling isn't it yeah it for me I'm for me I'm the same I feel like it's about an 8 or a 9 yeah it's really good it's really but good. it's not great it's not my favourite. It's not going to be in my top 20, but it is. Yeah. And it did you really say good. that there's a part that came out the same year as yeah. this? That's a... And if, I know it's, not, it's like comparing oranges and apples, but that is a that is a great... That's a 10 out of 10 film for me. That's See, a, I need that to rewatch watch it. I don't remember film. loving it. I, I imagine it's great because Scorsese did it and I love the it's cast. Just a, but, it's just an amazing film. Yeah. But yeah, and then when you compare that to this for Leonardo DiCaprio, it feels like this was better. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that did the part was better and he was a better performance in that. But this is I think it's I think maybe it's a bit preachy. I think maybe that's its detraction like it's an issue film though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, it's and not it, just a story. It's, yeah, and it's, it's literally called Blood Diamond. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. I'm sure the other working title was Conflict Diamond <laughs> or something, you know. And they just thought Blood Diamond sound better. Oh, this is Africa. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be by two white Americans. Yeah, that might have even been a better title. Mm. Um, so yeah, so you're going with eight point five. Obviously, I don't really like to. Uh, I mean, you've already got ten points to choose from, so I'm going to go. Do you know what? I'm going to say it's a nine. I think it's that air on the side of nine. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Hard to argue with that. Yeah, I almost went with how many carrots out of ten. I felt like Bruce is better. <laughs> my brew, hey, my brew. I still say that after fifteen years. Um, right, we're going to do a quiz because I know you love quizzes. By the way, I would recommend it. 
Oh yes, <laughs> we we do often yes, forget. To ask we do. That question. We do. But yeah, quiz me up. I think you can tell by our review yeah. if you like. Film. It's it's moot. Um, this question is quite an easy quiz, except Ooh, okay. for one question, which is really hard. Okay, <laughs> uh, but you, I know you watch films with subtitles, so you yeah, might have been picked up on it. Uh, we've said it a thousand times. What does TIA stand for? This is. Sparta, Africa. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so close. I'll give you the points on that one. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of the rebel group? The rebel group are the... They are mentioned a few times. Yeah, gosh. Um, give me just three minutes. I can give you a clue. Go on. Um, a car on Gran Turismo used to have this... Uh, <laughs> initial. Well, it wasn't an initialism, but it was It was a very famous car that went really fast. <laughs> what, a GT uh, something? Wait, no, I'm, I don't think I'm going to get it right now. Uh, it starts with an R. <laughs> It's just blank. Oh, the RFU. Do you remember the oh, rough? Oh, the RUF. Oh. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, RUF. I, I yeah, forgot sorry. it was an initialism. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was... Um, I think it's Revolution, RUF. Revolutionary Union Front or yeah. something like that. God, obviously I knew that. I thought you might get that Yeah, one. definitely. And then when I was like, it's a car on G, Gran Turismo 2 or 3. Or I never really played it that much. You yeah. did? We played it together. What, 25 years ago. No, it wasn't 25 <laughs> years ago. It was like... 18 <laughs> that because you used to yeah never mind anyway uh, what is the word in uh, shonen that means white boy in Africa this is the hard one well that's really annoying because on the subtitles and it doesn't actually say no it says <laughs> speaks in foreign, foreign language yeah yeah so now, I, have no I, idea. I will give you I mean, I'm saying no, no idea. You're not, you're not even going to no. attempt. I don't remember certain things if they're not subtitles. <laughs> you just, uh, just completely, <laughs> completely blindsided. Mm. Uh, it's Makiwa. Yeah, I want to go that. Yeah. yeah, I had to Google it to be fair. Mm. Uh, that was the hard one. That was yeah. the one that was it was kind of trippy up on because I know how uh, how much you read the subtitles yeah. <laughs> and you keep, you know you you're good at these quizzes. <sighs> uh, and then yeah, like I said, these are quite easy now. Uh, what drink does Danny steal from the mercenaries? What? Oh, Jack Daniels. Yes. Yeah, yes, fuck really, yeah. I think. Yeah. And finally, what is the name of the process that was agreed by 40 nations in 2003 to stem the flow of conflict? The Diamond? Kimberley process? Correct, Amanda. Nice. fantastic. Uh, yeah, you got four. I got three. No, you got four. You got, <laughs> I would have got Oh, no, you, no you're right. I Sorry. Apologies, yeah. you got three, yeah, because you got 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, I was RUF. looking for a single name of words, but anyway. Yeah, sorry, I forgot you got that one wrong. <laughs> I didn't expect I'll take straight. four. Yeah, I'll yeah. take four out of five. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky that I didn't... No, you got three. <laughs> you're lucky I didn't give you two, because you said this is Sparta, isn't it? <laughs> but I saw, it, I saw, I saw three apply. You see, yeah, you saw my meaning. You saw my meaning. Um, so you've pretty short episode this week, because um, we've places to be, haven't we, Sam? We have places to be. It's a weird one. We're going to... Um, so, yeah. We'll, 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 anyway, we'll see you later today in our yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, Sam, what film are we going to be doing next? Week? The film we're going to go literally go watch in 20 minutes is The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Not, mm, not Suicide not Squad. Not fucking Suicide Squad. So, yeah. it's The. Listen to... Is that important? Please don't it? watch this uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on Suicide Squad. Was it you who hated that or was it me? Uh, that was one that you were... Really I was very against. upset about it. Yeah, yeah, mine were Lucy and Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yeah, you Yours are Fantastic and uh, Oh, Fantastic. But I'm oh, right God. there with you on Suicide Squad. Yeah. Anyway, so forget that film. What yeah. do you know about The Suicide Squad? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a guy who keeps up with... Uh, I like 
kind of keep up with that sort of comic movie scene. So yeah. I know a lot more. You listen to Weekly Planet, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. And I watch like YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah. So I know more than normally I would maybe about a film going into it. Mm. Um, I am a bit annoyed it looks like they gave away one of the characters in the trailer that I wasn't expecting to see. Right. The giant starfish thing. Right. Which I was a bit annoyed with because I think that would have made an amazing reveal. <laughs> so, I, so I'm annoyed that I am going to see that. So I'm hoping there's other like things in the film uh, what else do I know there's a lot of people in it so I think James Gunn has definitely leaned into the, the suicide part of this film <laughs> a lot more than say do you think there might be more disposable I, I think you'd be lucky even if Idris Elba gets out of this film alive. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just Margot Robbie in <laughs> for, the next, for the sequel on her own yeah genuinely um, if you look at it I mean when you look at the, when we when the cast list was revealed it was a, just a wall of names and you're like yeah. even the person in the bottom right is like Nathan Fillion or someone huge you know yeah. there's a Lots of big, big yeah. I know big that. Um, obviously, I think I think John Cena's character is going to survive because he's it literally him and James going to have just made a TV show. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty confident. Could be him. some sort of prequel, you know. Yeah, there is someone has suggested that. I've heard that suggestion, but yeah, I think those are the two that are going to be fine. We'll and that's see. it and that's I've, it. I've seen it obviously so I know yeah so this is weird that we're going to a, to watch a film that you've already seen at the cinema yeah. and I'm the, the, the yeah and this is going to be so <laughs> weird going to see surreal this. for us absolutely normal for you listener yeah. um, so that's going to be next week listener uh, Hugh if they want to get in touch with us and tell us what they thought of the Suicide Squad and yeah. or whether they think the Blood Diamond is an authentic view of Africa how could they do that uh, so what they need to do is they need to go to an African country that has diamonds that potentially has some sort of conflict happening. Right. Um, they can go, either, you know... Google it, Google yeah, it. Yeah, just get fly out there, join up with a mercenary group, yeah. and then hopefully they have like some sort of communication system that you can send in. A sat phone. Yeah. You Do could. we have a phone number? No. Right. A sat phone with email. <laughs> <laughs> if you get a sat phone with email, how could they... I love how only said it. So your number is also... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, or what email address should they send it to they, they should send they that to please watch this at uh, please watch this dot pod at gmail.com Sam if they can't be asked doing all that how else could they get in touch with us we'll still do that um, do it obviously. get us that do phone that's, got, that's twitter enabled and go yeah. to twitter at please watch pod is where you'd find that's us that's a great idea <laughs> I agree with right well I think we need to get out of here we do we've got a cinema to, to go to yeah. um, so listener we love you thanks for making it all this way you are the wind beneath our wings and we'll talk at you later today slash next week you talk some shit <laughs> <laughs> see you next week bye, bye.